just a couple of practice rounds with Broncos bravado, and then I don't mess it up. I bring your theme song in, let let it play a little bit, get everyone in the mood for Tchaikovsky. Hey, we've got to make this the theme song of the Lacrosse Center Rodeo. That's this weekend, right? Next, no, uh, next weekend, I think it is. I. You're just talking about that. My lack of knowledge of what Did you it just, is. Were you just pulling that out of thin air and then you didn't know it was actually coming up or did well, you know? My, my lack of knowledge of when it is reveals that I don't have tickets. Oh, me and Brad just talked about it the other day because we thought it was one thing and then I'm like, nope, it's this thing. And, and then uh, I was like, I actually don't like this thing. I'm not really big into uh, like, hey, let's ride bulls and and abuse animals for our entertainment <laughs> seems like a weird thing to me it's a very weird thing circuses with elephant no it's just all it makes me itchy i'm with you on circuses yeah i mean circuses where we're you know making people do uh, extraordinary things that's i'm okay with because i feel like the people are willingly doing that right but when we're trying to make animals do pretty basic things but wow you got the animal to jump through a hoop Come on. Like, like do, you, so do you have a contractual agreement with the tiger to jump through a flaming hoop every night? Right. I can't believe you you got the tiger to jump through. It's a hoop. <laughs> now, when we're teaching grizzly bears to ride bicycles, <laughs> no, I'm off that. I'm not into that either. But that's that's a little bit more, I guess, maybe impressive, but also maybe it's not. Raises I mean, some red flags, too. Let's, like, teach a grizzly bear... To pick up garbage in the woods. How about that? Then we're, <laughs> we're solving uh, pollution problems. And, you know, not the grizzly bears already out there walking around anyway. So maybe that's the abuse I want to see from animals. Hey, maybe instead of hibernating, it could do something productive. <laughs> do something productive with your time in the winter. Uh, that's one of your favorite things, though, like, right? The fat bear contest or what is a oh, big yeah. bear? Is it fat? A bitch, it's not fat bear because that would be negative connotation. My wife loved watching that. There's this old bear named Otis that won the competition this year. And Otis is just a beast of a bear. Came into the contest, like, bones, ribs showing, and is now just as fat as can be. Is it called Fat Bear Contest? Yeah. It is. Okay. Because um, I th- feel, feel like we would cancel the word fat in, in some regards. Um, the, uh, the It is interesting because they, we track a lot of these things. It's kind of sad when he's the oldest skinny bear, right? Like, oh, very sad. And then now he's Fat Bear. But what 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 is the deadline for the contest to end? Because I'd be like second bear, second fattest bear, and be like, hey, I got a couple months to eat yet. I ain't going to sleep. There ain't no snow on the ground. Yeah. At what point do you say, Otis, you're done catching salmon for the purposes of this contest? Right. Like, you can catch more salmon, but it won't count for the fat bear contest. Yeah. And then does he know this, too? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Got to get it go. in writing. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dr. Anthony Jurgoski, you the lacrosse political science professor. We bring him in here for all... The things, politics, like fat bears and rodeos and um, theme songs and Halloween candy. That's another <laughs> thing. We really, we're going to take Halloween to the next level. I'm going to make you give your top, you got a five, top five worst candies. Yes. And after significant criticism over my top five 
worst Halloween candies last year. I have it here. So you we'll get your five from and then we'll compare. We'll we, see how they compare. I, I, we've got some gotcha journalism here asking me to give my worst five now I don't, and then comparing it to what I said last year that that raised a lot of controversy in this area. Is it gotcha journalism or is it facts? You're given <laughs> your five now and I'm giving you the facts, literally a quote, not even out of context, of what you gave your five last year. How has it got you? It's fake news. You're just <laughs> taking what I said and using it against me. You're taking exactly what <laughs> I said. literally what I said ex- a year ago. In exactly the same light, <laughs> the exact same subject and topic, and using it against me for, for the same reason. But maybe, Rick, my views have evolved on this issue. Well, there's no, there's no saying that you can't change your top five worst Hall- Halloween candies. There is some controversy in what your number two worst Halloween candy was last year. It was atrocity, an atrocity. I, I, I remember that it was a big talker, but I, my, my worst by far is candy corn. Just by Don't far. S- you're spoiled the whole thing. Well, spoiled the whole thing. What am I supposed to do? That was the fire chief's worst, too. Oh, it's the worst chief? Yeah. Candy corn. He doesn't like candy corn either. Okay. The, the, and the candy corn might be the most Halloween of the candies, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, there was that butcher in the Madison area that put candy corn into brats. Oh yeah, that was that's true. We keep putting things in the brats. What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, I can see some things that you could put into a brat and make it better, but candy corn, I can't imagine how that would improve a brat. What would you put it besides sauerkraut? You wouldn't put that in a brat. What would you put in a brat to make it better? Well, I don't know. Maybe different flavorings. Um, no brat. No, I, 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 I know, I know what you're saying, <laughs> but, but I'm what I'm saying, Rick, is would a would candy corn accompany a brat? What about uh, along those same lines? I I was listening to uh, somebody talk about macaroni and cheese ice cream. <laughs> like, what is that? I mean, is that at the Pearl Mac and Cheese Ice Cream? Terrible. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Imagine that. Uh, getting a text here. You guys are idiots. You don't have a dog that you train. I don't know what that. I don't have a dog that I train. I don't have a dog. I mean, you don't have a dog. Do you? Can you train your cat? I have a cat. I have a dog, and I I have her. She knows how to sit, but I don't tell her to do that anymore. When at one point in time, she was a little, she wasn't even really that ever feisty ever. I need her to come when, hey, you're going to go on the road. I need you to come here so you don't go on the road. So she was trained in some way, shape, or form. She was trained to do the things that I need her to do to keep her out of the road, <laughs> essentially, or to keep her out of danger. And that's all That's all the further, because I, even even when I'm training dogs, like when you, hey, check it out, I can teach my dog to sit, roll down, and I can fake shoot it, and it plays dead. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need my dog to do that. In my head, like I'm like... No, I don't need my dog to, to do that stuff. Like, it's just abuse to me. A very minute, minuscule, the bottom of the line abuse. Like, it's just unnecessary. I wouldn't, I don't know if it's abuse. It's just unnecessary to me. Like, no, I don't, she can, she can uh, eat. Hey, you want to eat? There, I got her trained to eat. Well, there's a general level of training for dogs, and then there's like the advanced. I should say, stuff. I have her trained to not eat. Hey, don't eat the stuff off the table. So you've trained your dog. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, 608-785-7914 if you want to get into this uh, very political conversation about <laughs> animals and training and uh, bull riding. But Brad's got to do the news. We'll come back. We do have some like Biden build back better stuff, uh, some 
I think a, a, some, a take that we all can agree on, uh, even though everyone wants to call me a liberal, even though I'm not a liberal. Uh, but we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. You want to get in here? You got a, a Halloween take for us? Best and worst Halloween candies? I go, uh, I do top two. I don't want to do best Trigoski, though. UW Lacrosse. Did I say this? UW Lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Trigoski in here. We're gonna take we're gonna do our takes on Halloween candy here in a sec. Um, but I don't like doing best Halloween candies because I don't the lists always include candy that isn't Halloween candy. And in, in my book, if it's a Halloween candy, it has to be Halloween themed. The Kit Kat can't be a Halloween candy, that's just candy. So it might as well just be a list of best candy. Right. And we could do that every Friday. Sure. And see how the list changed and do some gotcha journalism. Well, I do have some gotcha journalism on your take because okay. there is a slight fact check uh, to the idea that the candy that we normally have is the same as the Halloween candy. When you compare the Reese's peanut butter cups that are normal, the circular ones. Yeah, I like to, to eat the inside first from the, exactly. the Dracula character. Versus the pumpkin-shaped ones that you see in stores around now. Yep. There is more peanut butter in the pumpkin-shaped ones and more chocolate in the normal ones. So if you prefer peanut butter, the Halloween ones are better. If you prefer chocolate, the regular ones I are better. I wonder if they're the same price. Because I would say that the chocolate's probably a little bit more expensive. So if they're the same price, you should go with the traditional because you're getting a little bit more bang for your buck. This is all about I, we, we should we should call into Dame, Dave Ramsey. I'm not a li- I'm not a liberal. I'm a capitalist. <laughs> yeah. we should we should we should get in touch with Dave Ramsey about this take. All right, number th- number three, you have a lot of experience with Halloween. Uh, a, what's your what's your worst candy, and then B, what are you giving out this year? Uh. I really don't pay much attention. I was I was calling to see if this was a Mutton Jeff talk show. Mutton Jeff? Mutton, yeah. What's that? I don't. Is that uh, something? Hey, two two college guys talking about candy bars. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's it's the day before or a couple of days before Halloween on a Friday. What do you want? Well, I was wondering if we could maybe get into the discussion of something local around here, like. Where's the Indian on Riverside Park? What we're going to do to the people that vandalized the Hatch Baby? Um, I did talk to Lacrosse District Attorney Tim Grinke about how that gets handled. So, and he's coming on on Tuesday. Well, they got to press charges. Yeah. Otherwise, we ain't, all we're going to do is, you know, just slap their hands and give them probation. I tried to do the most local thing and ask the guy who's lived in lacrosse for, I'm guessing, most of his life what he's giving out for Halloween, and the guy replied, I don't pay much attention to that. Well, I give away good stuff, otherwise the kids get mad at me. Well, yeah, is your house, like, full-size Nestle Crunch? Uh, Hershey's. Hershey's, all right. Well, there we're talking. Yeah, there. Well, okay, what street do you live on, number three? So at least we know the general... 6122 Boogie Boogie Avenue. Boogie Boogie. <laughs> All right, thanks for the call. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't I don't know if you should be giving out your Oh, okay, Boogie Boogie Avenue. That's uh, that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, we'll take another call here. Hey, caller, who's this? This is uh Steve. Hey Steve, you're on the air. Go ahead. 
What's happened today? How about them Green Bay Packers? They pulled it through, didn't they? Yeah, a little luck, I think. A little bit of little bit of luck, but that's what happens when you don't have a lot of your players. But I believe the Arizona Cardinals didn't have a lot of your players. You know, you're 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 calling the Halloween candy show, though. You know that, right? No, I didn't. <laughs> so what do I got to talk about? Halloween candy. Well, I, I want your worst Halloween candy. Um. Candy corns. Candy I'm corn. I feel like that's the consensus. All right, thanks for the call. I feel like he was trying to call Grant over there. I think yeah. he wanted to do a Packers take. Well, my take is that if the quarterback is throwing you the ball, you should look back and watch the ball coming towards you and then catch it. Yeah, you should know that the quarterback's going to throw you the ball when you're in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, the guy that caught the ball on the Arizona Cardinals three weeks ago, by the way. Indeed. The guy that won yeah. the game. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, That's our sports take for the day. All right. You got your five worst candies? Yeah, before. Do. Should we save it for the next? Do you want to do Build <laughs> Back Better? <laughs> yeah, we could tease it to the whole show and then just never do it. Yeah. But do you want to do Build Back Better Biden? Build Back the BBBB plan? Build Back Better Bill Biden Bill bucks. <laughs> uh Coconut Joe is coconut number three. <laughs> calls him the Coconut Joe. All right. So my take on this is, A, we're, we're going after Kristen Cinema. And Joe Manchin, the two mm-hmm. Democrats that are always voting down. Uh, first of all, Joe Joe Manchin, the, like the 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 idea that he owns his family owns like the coal, the only coal industry uh, in his state, and he makes millions of bucks off that every year, in one way or the other. And then he gets to vote on things that would straight up like why aren't there rules against this crap and then the idea that you know these congress people always buy and sell stocks or tell somebody to buy and sell stocks right before or right after they have some internal meeting about and know that this this particular part of the stock market is going to crash and then you see all i mean it's just infuriating it's an outrageous form of corruption when you have members of congress using their insider information about news that is coming down the pike news that is not widely known yet but news that will affect the stock prices of companies that they might have a stake in and that they use that information to enrich themselves. It's totally outrageous, Rick. To your point about Joe Manchin, we can see his fingerprints all over the Build Back Better bill because of the changes that were made to the energy parts of it. And just for the radio audience listening, Tregoski brought notes today. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, you got your laptop usually, but you got printout. Like, where, do you have a printer? You do this at school, illegal UWL printing. You know, we've we've got we've got the most advanced printing technology at UW Lacrosse. <laughs> I hope you paid ten cents a copy of these at the library. Speaking of Joe Manchin getting richer using his other job to uh, enrich himself, Jurgoski stealing paper from UWL to bring into the, the lacrosse topic. So. According to NBC News, instead of imposing fines for electric utility companies that don't switch from fossil fuels to renewable or clean energy sources, the climate portion of the bill relies heavily on providing $320 billion in expanded clean energy tax credits. So that's where Joe Manchin's fingerprints show up. And he is the pivotal vote on this bill, so he can really call the shots on what is in and what is out. He, as you noted Rick has stakes in coal companies. He comes from a state that is very heavy in the coal industry. I mean, when protesters are literally kayaking (laughs) up to the guy's yacht 
in the ocean. I guess I don't know where the yacht was He parked. lives on a houseboat in D.C. Yeah, okay. And it's not like one of these giant yachts that you might see like Jeff Bezos fly. It's a, right. it's a big old boat, you know, like you would see in the marina here in town. It's a nice boat. But it is funny that like we're protesting Joe Manchin's by kayaking up to his boat. I mean, right. give me a break. It's so funny. Uh, you know, you, you can just see his effect on this bill because it's not so much penalizing people or companies or entities that don't switch away from fossil fuels. It's more giving people a nudge in the form of tax credits, giving businesses and institutions a nudge in the form of tax credits to switch to green energy. And that was more, I guess, acceptable to Joe Manchin as opposed to putting a tax or a penalty on those who don't switch over to renewable sources. All right, Northside Kent, the North, the mayor of the Northside, working out of the defunct Burger King offices. Live from the Burger King. Next to the defunct Shopco. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, you guys. No, actually, I'm working out of my basement on Palace Street tonight, buddy. But, oh, you're working from home. You know, hey, you guys finally got the uh, Zoom, the Internet up to speed where you can do all your work from your basement now. Yeah, right, on my flip phone. But anyway, uh, yeah, talking about this insider trading stuff, didn't Martha Stewart go to prison for that? Yeah. Was she? Yeah, a, I think she did. Was she a politician? I wasn't. She just like a cooking but, show. But lady? this was an insider oh, she, trading case. She, she had, was like a she was like a cooking star on TV. Martha Stewart. Right, but we'll we'll put we'll put away Hollywood. We'll put away regular people. But do we ever see Congress people go to jail for the same thing? Or at least no, get, kick him no, out no, of Congress. No, 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 Nancy Pelosi, she has stock in oil companies overseas. Right. So no wonder they want to stop the pipelines and all this stuff going on. But, hey, funny Halloween story. I used to date a girl years ago. Her name was Denise. And she had a little 8-year-old boy. So she left him home alone all the time. And I told her, don't do that. Chris, he, Chris can't be left alone. So, anyway, Halloween night. She was at work, second shift, and the next day she woke up, and the police were by her house. Well, Chris, instead of handing out candy, he was handing out beers and charging the kids $3 a piece for beer. How, how many years ago was this story? <laughs> this was like back in the 90s. She lived up in Holman in a trailer no, court, but, but she but called me on the Ken, day after Halloween. She goes, you need to get up here. I'm so mad at Chris. I'm going to kill him. And but Ken, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ken, that's so like 30 years ago. And what's Chris cr- is in his bedroom crying. I said, Chris, what's going on? Well, he called me dad. He goes, well, dad, maybe maybe I was handing beer out for Halloween. I said, what? He said, yeah, mommy had a case of Miller in, in the in the kitchen, and I, I was charging the kids $3 a piece. I'm like, well, I said, I said, Chris, where's the money? He's like, well, it's right here. And he, he pulled a little shoebox out, and he had like, I don't know, seventy dollars. Yeah, twenty four times three. Charging three dollars a can. Yeah, but here's his problem: he doesn't he doesn't have a permit. But you know what? I thought for an eight year old, he's a good entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Well, Kent, you said this was in the '90s. We should uh, not we, but like without you know giving out too much information, just go figure out what Chris is up to and come back next Friday and let us know. <laughs> he's in his twenties hey, and all, hey, but he's doing good. Kent, three dollars so, yeah. for it. $3 for a can of Miller? Like, this kid's one heck of a salesperson. Exactly. So forget the Halloween candy. Just throw a beer in their bag and say, give me 3 bucks." All right. <laughs> thanks for the call, Ken.
Uh, three bucks. That's pretty. That's right on par. If you go to a bar and you know some of those bars just give you the can of beer because they don't have the tap or whatever. Sure. Three bucks. That's that's kind of right on. And then the nineties though is that higher? I feel like three dollars is universal. Universally, that, that would be a, a pretty good amount of money to pay in the nineties. I don't know. Three bucks a beer. I think universally, it's never going to change. It's always <laughs> going to be three bucks. <laughs> All Just right. inflation does not apply to beer. No, it doesn't really. I feel like it doesn't. I feel like inflation doesn't. Maybe the maybe it goes from twelve to eleven and a half ounces or something <laughs> like that to do those tricks. All right, we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into the best, not the best, the worst Halloween candies here eventually for real. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. We'll have to talk about that next week when we have like less less. Uh, you know, to- hot topics like Halloween candy and uh, the Halloween. Did you do Haunted Mile last week or not? I-, I didn't. My wife was disappointed that we didn't. It sounds like they, you know what, if we, like now that we know kind of how it's going to go next year, I bet Haunted Mile will be a lot better because they'll just, I think I think they just need more volunteers. Yeah. And maybe better volunteers that are scarier. So like you and your <laughs> wife should volunteer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a little dig, what? Uh, 608-785-7914. Uh, we were talking about Congress, the Build Back Better plan, and how Joe Manchin gets uh, you know a lot of the blame for whatever blame or praise. Or however, because it's so funny because my congressman in Minnesota, who's a Republican, is just loves Joe Manchin now. Like uh, the first bipartisan thing he's ever put on his you know his partisan Facebook page. He's got a he's got a he's got a Congress Facebook page, and then he's got his you know hate and divide page is what I call it. Um, and most of them do that, which is always funny because you have your your official Congress page where everything's bipartisan and look at all the great work we're doing across the aisle. And then you go to his other page and it's, you know, Nancy Pelosi, this and that, uh, like all Republicans go to Nancy Pelosi. Just go to Nancy Pelosi. If you if you don't have a Congressman Ron kind to go after because he's going to retire and you're trying to get people enraged and win an election, just say they're linked to Nancy Pelosi doesn't even matter what you know mayor reynolds linked to nancy pelosi it's just he's that's he, he was at he was at the airport ron kind joe biden uh the senator in wisconsin tammy baldwin yep. and you know nancy pelosi was pulling the strings of that whole meeting on the oh, airport I, camera. We, we know that Derek van orden put out the exact same statement in response to the announcements of both brad path and rebecca cook yeah. saying well it doesn't really matter who gets nominated they're just a pelosi puppet right um, didn't, but he didn't say that for Brett Knudsen, I don't think. Um, okay. So the, going back quick to the build back better plan before we get to Halloween candy, because I know everyone's waiting in anticipation of the Halloween candy take, but, um, we always, you know, Manchin wants this out of there, that out of there. We spend all this time. I don't know exactly how long we've been arguing about this, but I always say in all the time that we've been arguing about this, we could have just put one each of these things on the floor. All right, climate change, let's go. Let's vote on it. And just can we put it on the floor and vote on it and then see who's where? Because, you know, if, if some part of me thinks that Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema, the two senators that are Democrats but really actually Republicans, part of me thinks that they're just quote-unquote puppets. They're taking the heat. And there's actually a whole bunch of senators that don't want to vote for this. But if, hey, can you guys just kind of like Ron Johnson seems to take a lot of this stuff in, in the other direction. Hey, Ron, can you actually raise your hand and filibuster 
right? That's kind of how that works. That you 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 be the senator to take all the blame for everything. Some senators are more comfortable than others taking the heat, and some senators actually see an advantage in doing so. With Mansion and Cinema. They represent states that are either 50-50 or lean heavily Republican in the, st- in the case of Manchin and West Virginia. And so they see a clear incentive to take the heat and be very public in opposing their own party. It makes a lot of sense for them to do that. But, Rick, you're right. They may be speaking on behalf of a number of senators who don't want to go public with their concerns, but nevertheless want to pare back the bill to say the 1.75-ish trillion mark that it looks like it's going to land at, but we still have to kind of wait to see the final text. Well, and Democrats want to, you know, tout this bill as helping people, but they're so bad at optics. Hey, you know what we should do? We should call it a 1.7 trillion or a $3 trillion bill, and we'll make it a decade long, but we won't ever tell anyone that it's a decade long, and whoever does anything for a decade except gerrymander maps. And the crazy thing about this is that the different elements of this bill have totally different lifespans. So the child care support has a certain length of time that it kicks in for. The child tax credit has a certain amount of time that it kicks in for. Additional health Free community college. Community that got cut from the bill. Yeah. And well, so, at one point it would have been, you know, six out of the ten years, years or something. What? So – This is the big problem for Democrats in selling this bill. Like you said, Rick, it's a bunch of stuff that is piled together in a massive spending bill. And that makes it difficult to sell the individual parts of the bill because it's not one individual thing. It's a bunch of things. And also you have things that are maybe a one-year policy, a six-year policy, things that were in the bill last week but are being cut this week. So it's been an enormous public relations challenge for the Democrats, and they'll have their opportunity to sell the bill after it gets passed. I I think that it will get passed relatively soon based on what we're hearing out of D.C. But for now, the Democrats have had an enormous public relations challenge, and I'm not surprised that there are people panicking in the party about what this might hold for 2022 or some of the other elections. Why why don't they because on the bus is the term that nobody, you know, like political junkies like ourselves, as Ron Kine would say, um, people, <laughs> they might know that uh, on the bus kind of under, understand what that means. But the idea of just lumping everything into a trillion, multi-trillion dollar decade long proposal. Why can't we just do these things one at a time? I feel like a lot of these things would have all the Child Care Act. Who's going to be against that? And when when a Democrat or Republican votes against you know, helping mom and dad, you know, with their child because they can't afford to take their kid to the daycare, that would be pretty bad optics. Is that why? Because they don't, you can't, if we lump them all in, I don't know, it's just, why are we lumping them all into one? The idea is that if you can lump everything together, then everyone in the Democratic Party is going to find something that they like about this bill. They may not like some parts of it, but they'll like most of it. Now, they'll disagree about the parts that they like, but because it's all lumped in together, then they will be on board with it because they mostly like the bill. But you're right, Rick. I think it's the other way. I think Democrats, 
Well, there's a scapegoat variety here when, uh, uh, you know what, I like everything in the bill except the, for the part that's going to hurt my coal mining industry so, and Joe Manchin's part. You know, I, like I everything in the bill except the climate change money. So, okay, well, you know, let's just do these individually. Now you get to point to one thing in the bill that you don't like, therefore none of it's good. And it makes the negotiation super chaotic because if there's one element in the bill that is a deal breaker – then you got to deal with that. If well, if you're trying are... to get bipartisan support. Right. And Democrats are going to go, yeah, we like everything in the bill. I like some stuff more than others. But Republicans could go, you know what? I like everything in the bill, but except you guys wrote it and climate change there. I'm, I don't like this bill. It gives money to climate change. And therefore, I don't have to vote. And I can always just point to that. I, and then Repo- a Republican is never pinned or a person voting against it is never pinned to, oh, you just voted against, you know, families getting help with child care. I think there is frustration within the Democratic Party that they have not made Republicans take a lot of tough votes, votes that they could potentially use against them in the 2022 election. Because with this Build Back Better bill, Rick, you're right that Republicans can point to things that they don't like about it and justify their vote against it, even if there are popular elements of this bill. And To be sure, there are plenty of popular elements of this bill, but everyone can point to something about the bill that they don't like, and that gives people cover for voting against it in the case of the Republicans. Well, the the irony, too, with a lot of the some of the stuff that's in the Build Back Better plan or the two plans, there's two of them, right? I don't know. Is it the Build Back, the two combined? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's this weird situation where there is a bipartisan infrastructure bill that actually got the support of 19 Republican senators, including Mitch McConnell, the majority leader. So you have that. Yeah, Yeah, you have that. And then you also have this go-it-alone Democratic bill, and the idea is that they're paired. Yeah, so we always point to either Joe Manchin. I don't even know. Is Kristen Sinema against – she gets a lot of headlines too, but I don't know why. She just doesn't talk to the press that much. And, okay. And I think what's frustrating for people about her is no one really knows what she wants. She fashions herself as this John McCain-type maverick figure, but McCain would constantly talk to the press and would yeah. constantly make it known what he wants. And so there are different strategies in Congress. Do you negotiate through the media? Do you negotiate in private? And those have pros and cons, but Manchin very much negotiates through the media. Cinema does not, and that leads to even more chaos when you have— Well, it leads to even more headlines, apparently. You have the pivotal two senators who have completely different styles, one of which negotiates through the media, one of which does not, and that just leads to more headaches for the Democratic Party. All right, I think uh, we got a call coming in. Uh, Okay, well, I guess not. Can't wait on hold for one minute. Um, all right, so with with that, with the stuff that's in the 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 bill, that's just it's funny because we point to Joe Manchin, he's voting against this and that. He's the you know he's the what'd you say McCain John McCain? Remember when John McCain did the thumbs down thumbs on the health care? Yeah, okay, that's that's fine. But all the other Republicans are voting against this as well. So there's that. You could point the fingers to everyone. Um, and if we individualized each of these bills instead of an omnibus bill, it'd be a lot easier to point to one thing or, or another and say, hey, Democrat, Republican, you're really against this? This is the thing you're against? I mean, for example, take one element of the bill that is universal pre-K, where there would be universal preschool for three-year-olds and four-year-olds funded for the next six years. If you took a vote on that individually, 
I'd imagine that would get bipartisan support. And we wouldn't have to argue about this for six months or two years or however long it's been that we've been arguing, not two years, but however long it's been. Also, a lot of the stuff that's in the bill is stuff that Congress already gets, I would imagine, to some extent, like paid sick leave. Feel like Congress has that. And that got cut. Holiday pay. Feel like Congress has that. Uh, They have health care that we pay for. We pay for And they have the best plan, right? The gold plan. They have you get sick. You just go to the doctor. You don't have to think about it. I feel like we should just be demanding that anything that Congress gets, we get. Like, put that in the bill. Oh, you want Medicare for all? Well, you guys already get Medicare for all, so we should get that. You guys get 45, you know, what is there, 52 weeks in the year? You guys get 45-week vacations? Can we get 45? You know, like, I don't know. I feel like Congress is out of session a lot. They probably get about 10 weeks of vacation. Well, it is known as the Tuesday-Thursday club. They're there from Tuesday to Thursday, and they're not there the rest of the week. Right. So, I mean, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be nice? Well, in my, in my, I've said this a lot. <laughs> if you're going to take a day off, take Monday off, not Friday, because Friday is like an update. Everyone's happy on a Friday because the weekend's coming. Everyone's not happy on a Monday because they got the rest of the week. So it really should be the Wednesday, Friday club is how they see. They, they can't even get that right. Uh, Congress, they just screw everything up. All right. When we come back, holiday candy. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk. PM. We've been waiting for this the whole show. Anthony Chagoski, UW Lacrosse political science professor, is going on the record, second consecutive year, worst Halloween candies. I said holiday candies before because I didn't want to be too political. Because I don't, you know, we can't always just say Halloween. We're going to offend some. No. Um, but all right. Do you have your like five to one? You got to st- because you you spoil you you spoiled it earlier by saying you're number one. But so I'll, we'll, I'll go in reverse order. Yeah. Uh, number five. Good and plenty. Number four, Necco wafers. Necco wafers are like the chalky. They're kind of like bigger Smarties, bigger, thinner Smarties. Okay. Number three, circus peanuts. Number two, those weird wax things, Rick, that I don't know exactly what they're called, but that area in North Carolina banned them. The... Peanut Are they butter, the brown and orange the wrappers? Brown and orange wrappers. Oh, the Mary. They're Mary Janes. Mary they're called Janes. Mary Janes, which we can't call anymore until maybe in like five years we'll be able to call them that again because yeah. then marijuana will be federally legalized or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the Mary Janes. That's your number what? Number two. That's number two number in the weird. Number one candy corn. And number one candy corn. All right, this is you a year ago on this very same. <laughs> well, uh, actually, technically, last year it was October 30th, so one less day a year ago. All right, I'll turn the volume up. Uh, number five, Smarties. Number four, hot tamales. Number three, whoppers. Number two, melt duds. And number one, of course, candy corn. I feel like your list is completely different except candy corn. My list is completely different, and maybe I'm just trying to avoid controversy this year. Well, yeah, because number three, whoppers. Whoppers? That's unbelievable. Next thing, you'll put junior mints in there. I stand by not liking whoppers. Okay, well. As I've become more educated on Halloween candies. More political. More political. you got to walk the line a little bit. Walking the line. I have reconsidered the inclusion of Whoppers in my list. Okay, these other ones, i got to... Number two, Milk Duds. Milk Duds. This is, a, a, this is an atros- atrocity. <laughs> Whoppers and Milk Duds. First of all, Milk Duds. What are Milk Duds? Junior Mints or Junior Mints? What are, what's the difference between a Whopper and a Milk Dud? I can't well, think of what a Milk Dud... Milk... Okay. I stand by not liking Milk Duds as well because they are really hard to chew. 
Okay, they are really hard to chew, but I've t- number two all time Halloween candy. Okay, I admit that I might have jumped the gun there because these other ones, Smarties too. Uh, this- number five, Smarties. Smarties. Maybe I've just substituted Necco wafers there. Yeah, Necco wafers are worse I mean- than Smarties. Smarties. What don't you like about Smarties? What is your problem? <laughs> this this 2020 you pandemic you <laughs> on the phone on Lacrosse Talk PM. I mean, you're really out of your gourd. This one. I'm Number four, hot tamales. Okay, I don't even know what hot tamales are, but I don't like anything spicy. Are they hot? Literally, they must be. They're little red, like elongated, little, little mini hot dogs well, almost. We right? were talking about good and plenties earlier, and they're kind of like good and plenty shaped, but they're like spicy. I do not know how to. Oh, I was almost done. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't like hot tamales. That would be of your list. I mean, that, they're that not would even be the like a, they, they shouldn't even qualify as a candy. They should, they should just be a torture device. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number five, candy corn. Number four, circus peanuts. So we have the same in different order. Three is Mary Jane for me. Two is black licorice. Who who in the who in their right mind likes black licorice? Well, especially. I mean, is that one you just leave off the list because it's universally hated by everybody? Yeah. There are some Halloween candies where they might not even qualify for a worst of list because no one likes them. And maybe that was my thinking last year. I mean, your your list is a little bit more conceivable this year, but also less controversial because you're just throwing. Do you want the conventional list of worst candies or the controversial Well, the amount of headlines of that you candies. made across the the county last year, uh, the, both TV stations picked it up. <laughs> the Tribune had it front above the fold last <laughs> last year. You're... Your, I mean, you can't. My Tim, number Tim one. Drake, he opened an investigation on me. <laughs> my number one, though, uh, worst holiday candy is very controversial. It's the toothbrush. <laughs> now, this is controversial because your number one isn't even a candy. It, is, it isn't a candy, and it's used to remove candy, really. Yeah. But this, this, my thought process, I guess, you know, the better list to do would be, would be what is the worst thing. And this goes back to Kent's beer take, right? When his <laughs> when his ex girlfriend's, uh, you know, small child is giving out beers for Halloween, um, which seems like a a child, right? Uh, just a child parent child uh, like violation when the child's home alone, something like There's that. There's some concerns there. But uh, my yeah, so the the worst things that a parent or a, a family or somebody could put into your child's Halloween bag when they come to trick or treat. I, I just and you were probably just I'll I'll throw the whole because we kind of put this list together. I mean we did a lot of research. The apple, sure, right when you throw an apple in there, the toothbrush, obviously dental floss along those same lines. A quarter, yep. When you throw a quarter in there, is there anything worse than than an apple, a quarter, or a toothbrush that gets thrown in apple, your apple, quarter, toothbrush, floss, Miller Light, Miller Light. Especially if it's three dollars. Well, is it cold? It sounds like your kid <laughs> took it out of the fridge at least. But there's that. Um, I'm just I'm thinking like there can't be anything worse than those three things that, that like toothbrush, a quarter, and an apple that you throw into a kid's candy bar. Also, my number one. Do you have a f- like a favorite Halloween candy? Because if it's and I'm going Halloween theme because if if I'm just going candy that gets in the bag, it would be like Nestle Crunch or Kit Kat or a whatchamacallit. Um, and then the uh, man, I'm not going to remember the, ca- the the candy that they don't make anymore. Well, I've got to go to the pumpkin shaped Reese's peanut butter cups because of the favorable peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Okay, bar none. Do you remember that candy bar? No, bar none. That was my favorite candy. They don't make it anymore, but that was the, by far the best candy bar. But also, it's just a candy bar. It's not. It's not a Halloween theme. So in my head, 
Halloween theme is sixlets. Is that a Halloween theme candy? When el- when else are you getting sixlets? Ah, uh, you know what sixlets are? It, the, they're like the, the r- sort of strange tasting chocolate. That's yeah, they're small. They're round or round a little smaller. Things. They come in that 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 thing that that piece of plastic, and then you just pop the plastic. You just, right, kind of like how a Smartie is wrapped, but it's not wrapped at the end. So you can pop the whole the whole row of sixlets. Sixlets, right? It's they're a hard chocolate, word to say. but it tastes like there's something off about that. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, probably like. Like uh, the the roundies chocolate or something like that. The great value it tastes like a little bit like great value chocolate or something. But that that like in a, in a in a world where I'm thinking this is what Halloween candy is, sixlets I'm okay with because I can't think of any other Halloween candy that's any good. Um, you know Tootsie Rolls I guess, but I just I have no desire to eat a Tootsie Roll ever again in my life. I just don't. There's nothing. No. There's nothing I want. Smarties. I'm actually where they're on your list for worst. I'm actually okay with Smarties. They would be up there on my top top list. Uh, uh, Candace texted in. She used to buy six sixlets all the time. Sounds like that's not a Halloween situation. Uh, Bruce says uh, that guy has no candy smarts. That's I think he's talking to you. <laughs> He's not talking to me. No candy smarts, Anthony Chagoski. Hey, I have a PhD in political science, not candy. Well, what did you minor in, though? I mean, can we minor in some kind of... <laughs> your your Halloween candy this year, much better than your list last year. Your list last year, I mean, all the headlines that it made is unbelievable. So, all right. Well, I'm. that's all the time we have. The uh, I didn't even get into, and I can save this for next week, a little week ahead tease. Would you take a cruise for nine months? Royal Caribbean is offering a $60,000 cruise. You stay at sea for nine months. There's like a hundred, it's 274 nights and you get 150 stops. So you don't even get to really stay overnight anywhere. It doesn't appear because I would want to be off the boat at least a night, but we'll, we'll talk about that because you're a guy that's been on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. Yeah. So you kind of understand the experience of a cruise where I don't know. So I'm definitely not taking a nine-month cruise because maybe four days in, I understand that I get Here's seasick. Here's the tease, Rick. You'd gain a ton of weight. <laughs> All right.